0: three two one the national champion is clad in Get big orange
1: alabama does it national championship number 18 13 in all absolute perfection It's the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour, a visit with Greg Colley and Fran talking about the magical world of
2: sports in Middle Tennessee.
3: Y'all ready for this?
4: Good afternoon and welcome in to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. It is Friday, the first Friday in June. That's right. Therefore, there'll be some going-ons in downtown Columbia tonight. Absolutely. There'll be people out strolling the sidewalks and the merchants and the vendors will be open and you can see their wear and they might have a cool drink for you uh, if if you so desire. So come on down to Columbia tonight down on the square and they are celebrating the first Friday of the month like they always do. So,
2: It's always a good time.
4: Absolutely, and I tell you, and I tell you, you know who else had a good time last night? Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets and their fans yeah. had a terrific time as they took Game One from the Miami Heat by a score of one hundred four to ninety three. They cut, and, and also the fans even that bet on Denver and anybody that bet on Denver otherwise to cover the eight points also had a pretty good time last night, in a good mood, and just for a little pat on the back for myself i picked the under um, 218 and it missed it by a long shot it didn't even go it didn't even go over 200
2: wasn't close
4: so um, and you know i'm just telling you like i said before it's about si- it's about the size you know the i think at one point the, the biggest defender or biggest player miami had on the court was 67 and, you know, Denver has length. They have a couple of, uh, besides Jokic, who is, what, seven foot? 6'11". Okay, seven, right, yeah, right. Somewhere in right. there, yeah. I mean, they just, they're just a dominant size, and they, they have so much length and can score. And I, you know, and I think, Den, I think Denver was worn down. And we talked about that yesterday, Clayton. Um, and by the way, I am joined in the studio by my main man, Clayton the Claw-Harris, and he's running the boards. And, uh, and you know, Denver can score a lot of points. They've got Jokic in the middle that can defend. And if you can score a lot of points and defend the middle in the NBA, then that means you have to score over the top. And if you're not shooting the ball well in the NBA against a team like Denver, then you're in trouble. And And... I mean
2: how impressive those Jokic. Did you see the uh the Hakeem Elijah one, you know, dream move? The fade away, no, 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 the fallback fadeaway. I didn't know. It's I didn't. unblockable. And dude's got the touch and does it. It's he's like a throwback player, man, and he may be one of the best things that ever happened to the NBA.
4: Well. You know, I'm telling you, right got, now, he's got he a hell. He's gonna, got a hell of a future in, in front of him. Well, he's versus,
2: generating such an audience, too. Right. I'll give you an example. My dad hasn't watched the NBA really since the, Tim Duncan retired. Okay. He watched last night. He wanted to hear what the what all the noise was about this guy. I'm telling you, it, it, I, I got to imagine that there's other people like that around the country that maybe have been away from the NBA for a while. He might draw him back in.
4: Sometimes it takes a, a a
2: player like that,
4: like Michael Jordan. Yes,
2: just just someone that's you know, different.
4: I mean, it was Magic and Bird in the eighties, right, and Jordan in the nineties. All right, and and then and but, but he's like but this, then but there. I think, like you said, I think there's gaps. I think there's gaps in between. Right. Uh, times where people generations will gravitate towards the NBA, and then they'll then they'll lose interest in the NBA. One of their players might have gotten a little older, might have retired, gotten out of it. I think the NBA lost a lot, lost a lot of their sexiness when Michael Jordan retired. Absolutely. Don't you? I mean, you yeah, know, because absolutely. because I mean, you, you because at that point I think everybody uh compares or is trying to compare every player after Jordan to Jordan, which is impossible to do. I mean, they're great. They're good players. I mean, Steph Curry, and you know, there's these guys out there that are that are great players. But trying to compare them to oh, you I remember when Michael Jordan was playing, and you know, he got caught. Uh, he took a year off to go play baseball in Birmingham. You know, he just was he was no. He he the NBA said he needed to take a year off because of his gambling prowess and his lousy golf. Uh, playing ability and losing millions to golf pros over in North Carolina and uh, Hilton Head in that area, and then and the NBA got wind of it, and instead of instead of putting in their superstar and suspending him for bad gambling behavior. They just said, "Don't you just take a year off? You know, you, you go play some baseball. Go play some pro baseball. Go down to Birmingham, buy the guys a, a new bus. You know, because you don't like riding around their rickety old bus, and so you you buy them a new bus. Everybody, you make big friends down there, and then you come back. And what's so amazing is the year that Jordan left, the Bulls sucked."
2: Oh, that's when, and, that, and, that's and, then when the, he, and then he comes back. Well, the Rockets and they won, and they win it. Well, the Rockets won it the two years he was out. <laughs> they went back to back. Uh, the, you know, the first year it was Hakeem and Robert Horry and Sam Cassell and those guys. The following year, Clyde Drexler comes back to Houston from Portland, and here
4: And here and, they go.
2: Yeah, Fast Slamma Jamma's back, and they won it again. And then Barkley comes in '96, and they never. Got close to the finals again. Rudy Tomjanovich ended up, you know, leaving. He had a quick stint with the Lakers, and yeah. But 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 I
4: regret. And, and I don't. I don't mean to get off the rail. And 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 thank you for your your just incredible memory and knowledge of stuff like that going on. That's why I love having you in the studio when we do this because you can recall stuff like that. I cannot. Some of those years are very fuzzy to me um, for some reason or another. But uh, and and so. What we were talking about is is generations of people, like the people that watched the NBA during the Michael Jordan years, Michael Jordan leaves leaves the NBA, and they find it hard to come back to the NBA because they're comparing every player after Jordan to Jordan. And, you you, you know, that's just really hard and impossible and unfair to do. I I don't think it's fair to the future players to try to – you know, say, well, is he, was he? Is Steph Curry as great as Jordan? No, Steph Curry is not as great as Jordan, in my opinion. But he's he's a different type of player than than Jordan was. You know what I mean? Right. Steph Curry, you know, it was a was his prowess is shooting and and scoring the three, and 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 so was Jordan. But it's it's just a different style type. He was he's not as aggressive and as physical, and he's also. And I don't know if he's been what uh, was uh, elected. Defensive Player of the Year six times or something like that. I think MVP and Defensive Player
2: of the Year. I, what you say is very interesting. I wanna, I'm going to tell you why. Well, first off, my opinion is the NBA still was able to sustain itself after Jordan somewhat with Kobe and Shaq. You know that I loved watching that Detroit Pistons team beat them in the NBA <laughs> Finals that year. If you do, if you remember, Carl Malone and Gary Payton had joined the Lakers. And I think uh, Detroit won that in five, and that okay. should have been four. And that, and after that, that's when Shaq left and went to Miami. But you just mentioned about how the NBA kind of lost its luster, and you know you got good players like Steph Curry. But to me, you just proved something that I know, and anybody out there that that has seen the NBA back from when Jordan played this. you never mentioned LeBron James. And, and that says a lot. You, you you didn't even bring up LeBron at all. That tells you all you need to know about the last decade well, in
4: NBA. And I, I tell you what, I'm you know I'm 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 going to be honest, and and you know I I don't watch a lot of NBA. I'm not a huge now. I've got a first cousin. Uh, this guy lives north of Atlanta, and I mean he loves the NBA. He he knows NBA in, inside and out. And whenever I need any type of NBA information or guidance when it comes to wagering on a, on a, on a game that uh, I'm, I'm going to watch that night, I might call him up and say, you know, what do you think about it? And, um, I mean, he's really into it. Now, you know, I don't – I just don't – I just don't watch that much NBA. It's just – you know, but, but I enjoy – now, I, mean, I enjoy watching the playoffs now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I enjoy just like I don't watch a lot of Major League Baseball during the regular season, but I like watching playoff ball. You know, when it gets into – I like fall ball when it gets into the uh, the series, leading up to the series. I like to watch Major League Baseball a lot. Um, you know, but now football, I watch every, I watch, I watch twelve, fourteen hours of football if it's on. So you know, if you I don't got- care what it is, college pro whatever it is I'll watch it.
2: You so. got YouTube TV, right? Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. seeing they got that promotion right now, $100 off the NFL ticket.
4: Yeah. Right. And so the NFL ticket's like 250, I think. You, which would you, you know, that? I don't I don't take the ticket. Really? I don't, and the reason I don't is because I'll just watch whatever we're getting on Re- our local channels and then I'll have I'll have my uh ESPN app pulled up for the fantasy league, you know, and it, it's kind of live time, so it has my fantasy league mm-hmm. scoring going on on my phone as I'm watching some other game. If I had, man, if I had NFL ticket, I'd be going between, you know, how many games I, I, my mind probably would explode because I would, I'd have to watch so many games at once to see my players playing on fantasy and who I'm playing against, you know, otherwise I can just watch it on ESPN app and uh fantasy app and bam, there, there it is. Uh, and in, in live time as they're scoring or I'm getting scored against or whatever the deal is. So, um, but anyway, uh, the Denver, I mean, the Miami, the Miami, Heat took it on the chin last night, 104 to 93 in game one of a seven game series. And, I tell you what, it wouldn't surprise me if Denver just swept them. You know, I I, I don't think it'll go six games. Put it that way, I really don't. I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, the size of Jokic, the outside shooting, and everything else. Now, uh, on a local, lo, more closer to home NBA note, uh, commissioner NBA commissioner Adam Silver. Uh, says he's got some additional information on John Morant and this posting and reposting of, of pictures of him uh, with a gun um, in a strip club. And then I think somewhere else, I'm not sure where the second picture was taken, but it was a picture of him holding a gun. Um, you know, after he served an eight-game suspension, now he's suspended indefinitely over the summer. Of course, they don't play basketball over the summer. And he, and the commissioner said he's going to wait until after the finals, NBA finals, to make, announce a decision about what they're going to do to John, John Moran. You don't think it's going to be good?
2: No, because I think if it was, you know, another slap on the wrist, um, a few game suspension, then, you know. No big deal. No big deal. This is, look, you know, I'm just speculating, but this looks like one of those deals that where he's out for at least a year.
4: Oh my God. That's that I mean, and, that's huge. For,
2: and exactly. And that would that would steal that would still the headlines away from the finals. You know, and if
4: something like that, it,
2: yes. You, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's why they're gonna wait till the finals are over before they because that's all they would people would talk about.
4: Okay. Well you folks you folks can text us if you'd like to. Nine three one six two six thirty one thirty one. We'll answer any text uh online. Right now we're recording a little early. Um Uh, But uh, if you guys want to send us a question or two, you're welcome to at 931-626-3131. The NHL, uh, game one is Saturday tomorrow at a 7 o'clock tip-off in Las Vegas for game one of the Lord Stanley Cup series playoff. And uh, the Florida Panthers, who we – the Nashville Predators now have a head coach in Andrew Brunette, a former Predator who scored the first goal for the Predators. And under general manager Barry Trotz, who was his the Predators' first head coach, who is now the general manager, Andrew Brunette was the interim coach at Florida this year uh, and posted a, a hell of a good good record, winning record. And now the Florida Panthers are in the finals – of lord stanley's cup against las vegas and they uh the puck drops at seven tomorrow night and i look for that to be a pretty good series
2: i uh, think so so i think it will be
4: we'll see what happens uh, we're up against our first break and uh we appreciate you all tuning in i'm drake and uh, with clayton the claw harris on the board we're out of here give us about three
5: minutes
9: Bank with First Farmers, and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit myfirstfarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC.
1: (laughs)
5: Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in Middle Tennessee, 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia.
4: Welcome back in, and thank you for listening to the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined by the claw on the board. And uh, we've gotten some gotten some movement in Columbia Central High sports as far as head coaching goes. There's two of the obviously three major sports there: uh, football, basketball, and baseball. And um, the head coaching jobs in two of uh, two of those sports: baseball. And uh football have changed just recently. And um and you Clayton had uh, a, a little snippet interview with Doctor Steele, the principal at Columbia Central High and the two new head coaches.
2: That's right. They were they were here earlier uh doing a, um, a recording for Doctor Steele's show and his podcast. hmm And uh after we got done with it we cut a interview for uh, the show today. So uh
4: well, I'll tell you what, why don't you, uh, let's play it.
2: All right. And welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Clayton Harris, and we are joined uh, with some special guests today, uh, Dr. Michael Steele from Columbia Central High School. How's it going, Dr. Steele? It's going
15: fantastic, Clayton. Uh,
2: now, we are here today on the, the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour to, uh, an, uh, the announcement's already come out, but we are going to be interviewing uh, two of your new
15: coaches, so if you want to go ahead and introduce them to the uh, to the public, let's do it. Hey, uh, our new head baseball coach is Coach Devin Simlar. Coach, uh, welcome. Uh, excited about you. And our new head uh, football coach uh, is Mr. Trade Golf. both uh, central alum. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I know uh, we've
2: talked about it. The excitement around both of these hires has been absolutely incredible. Uh, and uh, Dr. Steele, real quick before we talk to those guys, give us uh, some insights on uh, your decision to hire both of these guys
15: character uh when you meet them when you talk to them uh, you don't question uh, their foundation of integrity and character i mean that's where it started for me uh, i met coach golf uh you know when he came back to be an assistant coach here uh you know less than a year ago and then, and then he went in to teach a very hard subject in spanish and then he went in there and he held his own and, and you know He's not a Spanish teacher. he but we needed a Spanish teacher, and he went in and he held his own in there and did a really good job with that. I said something simple. I said, here's a few things you can do starting off to be successful. And I noticed that he did those things every single day. and uh, so I, and then then you just talk to him and you feel his humility. Uh, but then you see his his presence and and it's, you know every, anything but like you you don't want to mess with this guy, but at the same time, he's so humble. And that he's kind to everybody. Uh, that's who I wanted. That's who I wanted to be around our football team. Uh, I met Coach Simlar uh, almost uh, about a year ago. Almost a year ago now, uh, when it came to conditioning for our football program, because Devin's a uh, personal trainer and does a lot of uh, exercise science things with athletes, specifically with athletes. And so I was really impressed with him from that get go. Uh, and then of course I came into this position knowing that. Uh, coach Mark Pickle, who's a, a Hall of Fame coach, was retiring after 26 years. So when I went out to baseball and saw Devin was his assistant, you know, I just started kind of putting two and two together. Uh, and then as uh, the as the baseball season came to an end, I realized that uh, that Coach Pickle was in fact retiring. This was going to be it for him and. Uh, and I'll shout out to Mark Pickle too because he came into my office one day and said, "Hey, listen," because I invited him to be a part of the search process for his replacement. And he said, "I can't." And he said, "I'm I'm biased. I want Devin Simlar to be the next head coach." Um, and you know that meant a lot for him to do that. That that took a lot of character for him to do that. Uh, and I, it was definitely something that I just could not uh, overlook. I mean, his recommendation. Although I put Devin through the ringer to get to this position, and he he got it on a lot of different merits, but he definitely earned it. So I'm making sure that he's aware of that because I don't ever want him to sit back and think, well, he got it for any other reason other than he's grinded to get it. And so that was kind of my mindset going in. Um, You know, sometimes these quote-unquote national searches don't necessarily – Yield the best talent. Yeah, you got to find the best
2: match for mm-hmm. the school, yeah. and I, I think you have definitely done that with these two gentlemen. And welcome, gentlemen, uh, Coach Trudarius Golf and Coach Devin Sumler. Uh, how's it going, guys?
3: It's going good. Going good. Glad to be here.
2: um I mean, this has all happened quickly. This all happened uh, just a few days ago, and uh, you guys have got a lot to do between now and the start of y'all season. Coach Goff, your season starts a little bit sooner than uh, Coach Semler's. But uh, tell us uh, your thoughts on uh, becoming the next head coach of Columbia Central High School and uh, what we got to look forward to this year. Man, excited,
16: I'm grateful, man, um, to be able to work and lead these young men in this community. Um, I think we have a lot of young men who are hungry and want more. Um they're just looking for somebody to give it to them and somebody to follow, you know. So I think that that it's going to work out great. Um, You know, uh, this summer we're going to have workouts from 4 to 7 p.m. So some of our coaches could be there, like uh, Coach Hall, Coach Wade. Uh, I look to kind of do a couple scrimmages this summer, some seven-on-seven things. And main thing is just get those guys in there every day, working, hitting the weight room hard. And being accountable—that's the main thing. Uh, building integrity and character, and then letting that roll over to the football side of things. To, to if you're supposed to be right here, then you're gonna be right there because I know you're accountable. Um, we done seen you do it over and over again. So that's what I, I'm excited about, man. And I think that uh, just like at the parent meeting the other night, um, I seen guys in the school who I've been talking to about, come on, come on back out, man, uh, give it another try, and and they came back out the other night. They was there with their parents, so. That means something, man. So, them guys are ready to give us a chance and work hard, I think.
2: And and, uh, by understanding, maybe around 60 to 63 kids were there uh, on on Friday – or not Friday, but uh, Tuesday – Wednesday night. night. Wednesday Wednesday night. night. I'm getting my days mixed up. That's a lot of kids because I know there were some that couldn't make it Mm. that are playing. So, you're looking at a roster of Mm 70-plus. I mean, that's – we haven't seen numbers like that in years.
16: Yeah, that's big time, man, especially from where – you know, uh, just working out every day, you know, we was hitting a certain amount of numbers, and to see it jump up like that, I mean, that that's exciting for sure, man.
2: So if you have a child in the county, you're listening, and they're going to be a freshman freshman in high school next year, and they're going to Columbia Central High School, or maybe they're going to Cullioca Unit School that co-ops with Columbia Central High School, uh, tell those parents – when their kid needs to be there, if they missed the parent meeting the other night. And also, I think they'll need to bring a physical, correct?
16: Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, so, if you don't have a physical on file, you'll need one to give to the coaches. I'll hand over to the trainer. And um, main thing, just try to be there. Uh, like I said, we're going to start around 4 and end around 7. So, main thing, don't, don't get there right at 4. Try to be there a little earlier so, you know, they can get dressed, get stressed, and get ready to work. Um, and like you said, that's Whitthorn, um, Cox, Cully – um, we accepting everybody, man, and we look to put everybody in, in together and unify, you know, and, let, and let's keep working in the right direction. Shorts, T-shirt, tennis shoes, mm-hmm. cleats? Yes, cleats too, please, because we'll hit the weight room, and then we'll go to the field after we hit the weight room.
2: Also, we t- we touched on this on another show we just did you guys are doing a fundraiser, which is going to be a raffle drawing, mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, that
16: is exciting. Uh, I kind of looked at the details of it earlier, man, and I've seen some of those prizes for the, if you win the drawing, um, first place, four thousand, second place,
2: third. $3,000, uh, yeah. Uh,
16: yeah, 3000 my fault. Uh, third place, $2,000, uh, fourth place, 1000 and all you have to do is purchase a $10 raffle ticket, so that's exciting and a good opportunity.
2: And you can get that from any Columbia football parent uh, or student athlete out there. They can sell you that raffle ticket, and that drawing will be in a couple of weeks, I'm assuming. Um, yeah, I'm, I don't have the No, definite.
14: the drawing will be the night of the Columbia Central and Spring Hill home game. Oh, really? Yes, doesn't, doesn't oh. Deny. You don't have to be present to win, but you want to be present –
2: for this game that's september 29th so yeah that place is going to be packed that's it it's at lindsey nelson stadium again this year Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. well that is fantastic let's uh let's shift gears to baseball we'll come back to you coach golf just a second uh coach Summler, congratulations uh you and i got to do some little league together this year uh man
3: i know you're excited to, to, yeah, I try to try to contain the excitement, but now it's starting to come out a little bit as we start to talk about it a little bit more. But de- definitely excited and ready to get to work.
2: So, what kind of schedule do you guys have? And maybe again, kind of like with coach golf, uh, you know, if there's some kids that are coming in as freshmen and they want to play baseball at Columbia Central or they're, you know, you've know, you obviously had a team meeting already, but what's your schedule look like? Tryouts potentially somewhere down the road, what do you
3: got? Yeah, so uh, the, the announcement came out Wednesday morning and we had a team meeting Wednesday night. So we were able to do that and we actually took some BP on the field just to get everybody just back in the, in the groove of some things and, and everybody's energy was high and they couldn't wait to get out there. So Wednesday was a really good night and then uh, we'll, we'll transition into um, tryouts will be next Thursday. It'll be June 8th um, at two o'clock. Uh, so that's where we'll do our tryouts. Um, Obviously, still want to work around football and stuff like that, but we'll do tryouts then. Um, Our workouts, off-season workouts are going to start uh, this Monday. We'll do Monday morning at 6.30. Uh, It'll be at game time. That's where we'll do our training and stuff at. That's what we've done in the past, and uh, we'll stick with that. We've got some guys that are playing summer ball. Um, I'm going to kind of oversee that a little bit. I'm not going to specifically coach them Um, on the sidelines or anything, but I'm, I'm going to be there at some practices and just make sure everything's facilitated the right way um so they'll do summer ball leading up until august well we'll take a full six weeks off of uh, throwing there'll be no throwing for the first uh six weeks that they get into school kind of get comfortable stuff like we'll still work out during that six week period um and then kind of after labor day is when we'll get into our off-season throwing program where we'll do some drive line stuff and some things that i've got um kind of lined up for that and then uh off season will continue we'll start throwing some bullpens and stuff right after thanksgiving um, get our pitchers going, uh, continue through Christmas break, because that's a big point. We don't want to take two weeks off for Christmas break, even though um, we know the holidays will stay around that. But then uh, once January hits, then it's, then it's kind of go time for us. Uh, so we won't be able to technically get on the field until February, the second or third week of February. But. Um, Once that gets going, we'll be rolling. And uh, the workouts that start Monday morning will go three to four times
2: a week, probably up until February. So So if you want to come try out, let's give that date out again. Mm -hmm. That's June the – It'll be June 8th, next Thursday, June 8th at 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. Bring a physical. Bring your mitt. Bring your bat. Cleats. Cleats, Everything. 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 Bring a hat.
3: Bring everything. A hat. If you – you know, Dr. Steele, when I was talking to him about the interview, he said come for, the job, uh, come for the job that you want, not the one that you already have. So I want those kids to come for a job that they want.
2: Well, that's fantastic, and uh, we're, we're really looking forward to that. Coach Dickinson uh, is, is with us as well. Got anything for these two guys before we let them go? I, I know this has been an exciting week.
14: All I got to say is keep your head up and put the drive down to go make it happen now okay everybody's supporting you guys we're tickled to death to have you guys doc Steele hit the home run hiring you two guys go make it happen now okay yes, communities behind you so
2: well guys we appreciate you dr Steele. thank you for coming on uh the front porch sports radio hour today my pleasure and uh coach golf coach Sumler, thank you guys it's uh been exciting and looking forward to uh, talking to you guys and working with you uh, here down the road. Thanks, sir. Thank you, guys. Kudos
4: all the way around to uh, starting with Dr. Michael Steele and on down to his two terrific hires, uh, Tredarius Goff and Mr. Devin Similar. Um, and we are looking forward to some great things with those two young men. And, uh, and I think it's going to happen. I really do. Columbia Central should be proud Absolutely. and excited, and uh, you know it's it's time to get back to the days when Columbia Central was dominant in every single sport they played.
2: Yeah, there was a fear when they showed up.
4: Absolutely, from the surrounding counties right. to across the state, whatever it was—football, basketball, baseball—and um, you know we've had we've had. Sporadic moments over the past few decades of that, but there was back in the day and long, I mean, back in the day when I was a young, young boy, you know, Columbia Central was, was it, I mean, as far as high school sports went, you know,
2: Well, and and as an official, you know, uh, with them going back to the old district eight region, really essentially with uh, you know, Lincoln, Franklin counties, sure. Tullahoma, Sheveville, Lawrence County, they have typically dominated.
4: Yeah, Columbia, you know, Columbia was dominant. Now, maybe not in girls' basketball because of Sheveville and the okay. Eagleettes, but, you know, pretty much everything else, Columbia took care of business within that district, region, whatever you want to call it, um, surrounding counties uh, that they, that they compete against. So congratulations to those young men and uh, – we just couldn't be here at WKOM and the Frontport Sports Radio Hour. We just couldn't be happier for Columbia Central and, and the community of Columbia and Murray County. Correct. Everyone's going to benefit from this, just not these two men that are head coaches and their players and Columbia High School students, but the whole community of Columbia, Tennessee, and Murray County will benefit from hires like this.
2: Absolutely, it'll
4: bring a community together.
2: One, one's thirty, the other's twenty-five. I mean, these two guys could potentially be there. The next Generation thirty years. Yes,
4: absolutely. Okay, uh, the SEC, Clayton, are doing their summer talks. I guess they they
2: call it the spring meeting. The spring, in Destin. Yeah,
4: the spring meeting in Destin, Florida,
2: or, or is Mike uh, Mike? What's his name <laughs> called it? Uh, you know, Bachelor Drankwitz. No no, no, no. I'm talking no, about Mike Price. Eli. I'm talking about Mike Price. Oh, Mike, yeah, That's where he famously oh, that, got in trouble with that's the... That's right. Uh, he went to the strip with, club. Yeah, and the school credit card got used quite a bit. Come on, Mike. You're better than that.
4: But anyway... Um, Back to the spring meeting. Yeah, the spring meeting. They, uh, Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, uh, has taken a temporary measure, he says, during the transition period and keeping with eight conference games um which is w- which is what they currently have right now right yes. uh, eight currently eight games against uh division opponents plus two cross division opponents so let's take let's take Tennessee well let's take Alabama for instance so across they'll have they'll have eight SEC opponents right Within right. their division. Right. And then they'll play two cross divisions? Is that – No, it's eight. Or, or or the two cross divisions are in within that eight.
2: Yeah, well, right now – you're talking about this year or next year? I'm
4: talking about what they've got right now. The
2: eight – Yeah, I mean, the, so you'll play – there's seven in each on each side. So, okay. So you'll play the six – and okay, two. I'm sorry.
4: Yeah. That's correct. You will play the six, and then the two cross right. divisions. Correct. So Alabama you, uh, traditionally has Tennessee on the third Saturday of October.
2: Yes, that, that, that is the cross rival but, that stage.
4: But they've been rotating the other. Uh, they've kind of been rotating the other cross division rival.
2: That started. Which about, used to be Vanderbilt. It used to be Vanderbilt up until about 20 years ago or 15 years ago. But yes, every year Alabama and Vanderbilt, and Alabama and Tennessee played. Every year.
4: Yeah. So they're kind of getting ready for 2024 when Oklahoma and Texas will enter the SEC and start playing the schedule like all other SEC schools. And also they'll be eliminating divisions in 2024. I know. Are you with that or not?
2: I mean, I, I don't know if I- 16 teams is a lot of teams, man. That's why, that's why I liked my idea yesterday is play 10 conference games and then um, do, a, do a playoff within the SEC itself and let the top two uh, play for a championship but also be into the college football playoff. Hmm. I'm telling you, I don't want to lose Alabama-Tennessee.
4: I get it. I get it. But if you're a coach, if you're coach Nick Saban, do you want to end up the season playing the top – Teams, the the best teams, maybe again. Could you could you end up playing a team twice in in your scenario?
2: I mean, you play. Uh, so you would play. You can oh, keep wow. your divisions. You could have eight teams in each division. You play seven. You know, play everybody okay, in your division, right. and then you play three more cross conference games. You could rotate two of them. That okay. way, keep it fresh. Then say you take the top eight teams out of the conference, or the top four on each side. And do a 18 playoff and make, you know, eight, four, and then a championship game. And then the two that are in the championship automatically get a bid to the uh, big national.
4: Maybe I'll send that in.
2: I mean, it would get great ratings. I mean, like I mentioned, the 2020 season was, other than COVID and not having fans in the stands, uh, just to watch and. It was
4: terrific fun. It was great. It was great fun. Okay. Well, you know, maybe we will send that in to Sankey and say, hey, man. Pay attention to what the clause got going on here at 101.7. And
2: the TV deals would be just – if you just did all-conference, I mean, that, that would just be incredible. And the SEC playoff. Well,
4: you know, they're all about the TV deals. Absolutely. You know, they're all about it's all about the Benjamins, right? So, anyway, uh, we're going to talk a little soccer on the back end. Uh, I know, but we got, I know it's soccer, but, you know, we're in a kind of a – a lull period of sports right
2: now. We got NASCAR, the uh, the, the oh, most popular driver, has s- been suspended.
4: Sports had not gotten that bad,
2: has it? Oh, come on, Dre.
4: We'll be back in a few minutes. This is the Front Sports Radio Hour.
9: Bank with First Farmers, and you can bank with confidence. With personalized solutions, dedicated experts, and over a century of experience, First Farmers lets you feel secure and empowered in your financial choices. This is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and I would like to remind you that no matter your goals, First Farmers is here for you. Visit myfirstfarmers.com or call 1-800-882-8378 to switch to First Farmers today. Member FDIC.
1: This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee.
4: Yeah, welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. It is the first Friday of June, June 2nd, and downtown Columbia, Tennessee is the place to be tonight as merchants and vendors and you know, a little bit of everything's going to be going on as what they call the first Friday in downtown Columbia. So be there or be a square. Okay. Uh, but before we get into the least most popular sports around here, soccer and NASCAR, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about the women's college world series and Tennessee was victorious. The women's Tennessee softball team was victorious over Alabama yesterday. Ten to five. Do we have somebody from Columbia playing back, uh, softball, or this area playing softball for the Vols? Do you know?
2: Not, not yet. Savia Morgan's committed from Columbia Central. She's a uh, upcoming seed. Okay, but
4: right now at this time, you don't know of anybody playing for the Lady Vols. Okay, uh, Game two. Oklahoma beats the number one seed. Oklahoma had kind of a tough, uh, tough time with Stanford, number one ranked Oklahoma Sooners, Lady Sooners. They won 2-0 over Stanford. Florida beat uh, Oklahoma State 8-0. And then the weather canceled the last game last night uh, between Washington and Utah. It was played today earlier. Washington beat Utah 4-1. Now, Alabama will play in the loser's bracket tonight at 6 o'clock against Stanford. And the uh, – Yes, I believe that's. I believe that is correct. If I wrote that down right, okay. Um, now, the next time Tennessee will play will be Game Seven of the tournament of the World's College Women's College World Series at three p.m. tomorrow against number one Oklahoma. Mm. So the Vol, Lady Vols have a tough task with the Lady Sooners coming in uh, the next game is Florida State versus the winner of the Washington-Utah, which is going to be Washington. Um, but if Tennessee happens to beat Oklahoma, which is a tough task now, they don't play – after playing tomorrow at 3 p.m., they don't play again till Monday at noon. Wow. So that's a big – I mean, obviously you win, stay in the winner's bracket, you get rewarded. Now, uh, on the men's side, uh, earlier today, Lipscomb was hanging pretty tough with with Clemson through the seventh inning, and then Clemson came out and uh, tacked on a few more runs. Last time I saw the score, it was like eight to five, eight to six, something like that. Uh, the Tennessee men's baseball team will play at five o'clock tonight against Charlotte, and Tennessee is favored. Uh, is a two and a half to one. A betting favorite in that game in the Clemson Regional. Auburn plays University of Pennsylvania at six o'clock. Uh, South Carolina will play Central Connecticut at six o'clock. Nichols will play Bama at six o'clock tonight. Vanderbilt will play Eastern Illinois at seven o'clock tonight in Nashville. And Kentucky has already beat Ball State four to nothing earlier today. And number one, Florida will play Florida A and M uh, at four thirty this afternoon. So um, that's just a quick rundown of what's going on now. Real quick, Clayton, give us a rundown on NASCAR. What's I mean, what tell, tell us all the well?
2: <clears throat> excuse me, the Coca Cola Six Hundred was uh, rain delayed and pushed off until uh, Memorial Day. So they played it on uh, they raced on Monday, uh, and during that race. NASCAR's most popular driver and former cup champion, Chase Elliott, uh, got into a little bit of a on-the-track altercation with Denny Hamlin. Uh, if you follow NASCAR, you know that those two have uh, a history. They don't like each other. No, uh, and it was started by Hamlin, who was the aggressor, and uh, Chase Elliott— had- Well,
4: Hamlin took—I don't mean to cut you up, but Hamlin took him out.
2: He did. It was at Martinsville a few years back. I uh, was right, you know. He would have gotten into the, the next round of the playoffs if Elliot would have. Yes, and uh, let's just say the, uh, that payback has been bad for Denny Hamlin since. And, and
4: so, what happened on what happened on Memorial Day on the race?
2: Well, uh, Hamlin got loose and got Elliot up into the wall, and uh, several hundred feet later, after uh, Elliot had gotten his car straightened out. He took a hard left-hand turn into the rear, uh, right rear of Hamlin's car, <laughs> sending him headfirst into the wall at speeds of around 170, 80 miles hmm. an hour.
4: So Payback so you know what.
2: Yes, it is. But Chase go. Elliott is out this week. He has been suspended by NASCAR.
4: <laughs> okay. This has been the Front Porch Sports Radio, Radio Hour. Thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll be back on the air 4 o'clock Monday. You'll have a great weekend.